up, what up, what up? Welcome to episode 24 of When the Hunt Calls. I am your host, Cliff Cadet. And uh, before we get right into it, if you are a first-time listener, I want to thank you for joining us. Um, Really hope you enjoy this particular episode and every episode you listen to after. Um, But uh, I would really appreciate it if you... uh, took the opportunity to head down to the review section of whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast and hook a brother up with a five-star rating if you are a regular listener and haven't done so hey please do the same all right so let's get right into this um all right me being new hunter i've um you know pondered quite a few things over the last year and um with it you know the temperature rising out here in new york city days getting hotter and hotter i started wondering what it would be like to hunt in you know 80 90 90 plus degree weather and such so um i actually started thinking about out of state hunts you know where where you know hunters are down south live down south hunt down south um and uh came across this dude on instagram by the name of Kevin Kelly and uh this brother lives down in Florida um and I started picking his brain wanted to know what hunting in Florida was like um and I really had a a, a good time learning about what it was like you know the different game that he hunts down there how he handles the weather and so on so uh sit back relax and you know enjoy the conversation with Kevin Kelly and here we go ladies and gents um on the line with me kevin kelly um so here's the deal um kevin and i uh basically started corresponding through uh dms and instagram um and he is a hunter from florida am i correct yes uh nature coast florida uh oh nature county area yep all right cool cool now when i think of florida i only think of uh, about maybe two or three things all right one uh, one of them being disney world um the other never one been. being oh never, never been. been all right well i have a one-year-old now so probably we'll have to go <laughs> all right also <laughs> i think of disney world i think of miami because i have family in miami and then uh last thing i just think of is the heat man that the temperature out there and oh, i'm just there. I'm just curious, man. Let's jump right into this. What is it like hunting um, in that heat? Um, it's all right. Well, I mean, especially because I have no off season, of course, because uh, we got free range hogs, you know, year round. Uh, so I, I love to get out and, you know, go out with my bow and get some great practice before deer season. And I'm primarily out there when it's the worst, you know, June, July, August, chasing these hogs through swamps and the most humid areas that you could possibly imagine. Um, basically, the biggest thing is keeping ticks off you because there are, like, you basically walk through some palmettos around here and you're covered, like, your legs down, just covered in little brown, sharpie-sized ticks and all that. Um, wow. But, it, you know, it's just about keeping your scent down, playing the wind, obviously, as that goes with bow hunting, um, approaching from the right angle, like where you want. I mostly hunt private now that I have a little ranch up north, but 
I started out public and I'll still hunt public lands all the time and probably till the day I die. But just because that's my grassroots, but, um, you know, I do shed layers, you know, I'll keep a few extra shirts in the truck, you know, run back to the trail and kind of, you know, get that sweat off. But I do like to wear a lot of the, uh, antimicrobial stuff from Under Armour that they wear and, uh, a lot of sticky gear has the same stuff in it, but scent spray, you know, it works for a little bit, but as soon as that, you know, real 92 degree, you know, archery day starts going along, the scent blocker that. So you're basically just judging the wind after that. Got it, got it. Now, you, you, you touched on your roots, okay? So, <laughs> um, so... How'd you get into hunting? You, I'm assuming okay. you, you've been hunting, you know, yeah. from, from the youngest age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like everyone, I started with fishing. I'm actually from, uh, New England, uh, like Cape Cod area. Oh, so really? I grew oh. up, yeah. My dad actually grew up on a big, uh, tuna fishing boat, like catching them by the hand line and everything. Thousand pound tuna, bring them wow. to the dock up in uh, haddock mass and all that. And, really really big time stuff so he learned you know brought me out on the beach catching striped bass saltwater striped bass uh you know jumping into ponds probably by the time i'm 12 and then i picked up a bow when i was about 13 14 i started just shooting a recurve just a mm. like a stick bow 25 pound draw just you know practicing in the backyard and then i heard of these things called compound bows <laughs> And I was like, okay, so you could hunt with these, you know? So mm. I was already good with the aim and all that. So switching up from a tread to a compound was a huge difference. But once I got that down, I mean, it took me, honestly, I will not lie about this. It took me three seasons to drop a deer with wow. a bow, with a bow. Yeah. When I first started bow hunting. It is so crunchy. Every ground in Florida, that's another thing I want to touch on, the ground. The ground is like Texas Frito-Lay crunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't think you can find us, uh, unless you're in like deep sand, that, that's about, or muck, that's probably the quietest you're going to be. So, wow. yeah, there's a, there's a lot of getting down and crawling and getting in the swamps and type stuff like that but yeah it's uh it's definitely dealing with the heat it's something i mean but i do it i do it all year round nice so all right you've already mentioned two animals you mentioned hogs and you mentioned deer um yep. so what because uh, all right in new york uh -huh. um all right where i'm from uh you know it's it's whitetail it's bear it's um yep. coyotes bobcats yep. rabbits squirrels stuff like that um uh -huh. now you're all the way down in Florida. You're down south. What yep. animals are available for you to hunt down there? And what? Okay. And, when are, and when are the seasons actually? Okay, so whitetail kicks off archery September 14th for us. That's when mm -hmm. archery kicks off for uh, Dang. and that's got it. That's got to be yeah. really hot out there. Oh Dang. yeah, and we're actually lucky because we're uh, most people South Florida. Their season kicks off in July. <laughs> really? I, I don't even know Damn. how them boys do it and they're down like everglades area you know stuff like that mm -hmm. but um recently uh 
you know, hogs, obviously, I think there's only like a two-month period where spring turkeys, you cannot hunt hogs in floor, on private land, or on public land, I should say. Private mm-hmm. land, like I have, you can hunt hogs year-round. You just can't wow. hunt turkeys by a feeder or on, like, anywhere near a feeder or from a stand. But I also okay. do love hunting Osceola's as well, as I saw that you got a nice one a couple weeks ago. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you that for, wasn't for that. That wasn't right? No, no. Um, dang, what is, what is the breed? Yeah, That's Northern. Northern. Yeah. yeah. So that, my first, my first uh, uh, turkey kill, my first bow kill, my first hunting kill overall. Well, honestly, um, been, for it to be a turkey, that's great because their eyesight, man. I actually have—that's probably my least amount of bow kills as a turkey, just because I'll get right on them. But it's just that drawback they see. They have eye. They they say they have eyesight like they're wearing Vortex ten buys all the time. Wow! Like they can see about three hundred yards. At least that's what I've heard from biologists about osceolas and whatnot down here. Mm-hmm. I've 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 heard Osceola's mentioned a lot, especially with um, with guys trying to complete um a, tur- a turkey slam. It's called yep the five the Miriam the Rio Grande the Gould the Northern and the Osceola. Now let me ask you within um, wh- when uh, com- trying to complete a slam, right? What time frame does it have to be? Is that all within one year from like January to December? I think for it to be like an official slam, yeah, it needs to be in within a spring season or within a fall season combined. Because you know how you'll have your fall turkey season. I don't know about you guys, but we have a fall turkey season that starts in like November or yeah, November 1st till mid-December, something like that. And then we have another one in spring that goes to like mid-april yeah i here in new york it's i believe it's the same thing our fall turkey season coincides with the start of the deer season yeah and and it go it goes maybe into november um um, and then the deer season will continue on to through december um and in some parts all the way into january but then yeah i'm sorry go ahead no sorry uh we actually got extended this year for deer season. See, we started September 14th, just archery. Then it converts to uh, muzzleloader October 18th. And then after that, it's full rifle, anything that you can bring out into the woods till January 19th. So we actually have a very long season and we're allowed to keep five deer, which is not like any other state. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's, uh, pretty awesome. Now, yeah. now you touched on uh, terrain a little bit. Like you were talking about um, the crunching of you know leaves and stuff like that. Now I got a taste of that um, last year a little bit, which was my first deer season. Um, while I was successful in learning a lot, I wasn't successful in harvesting a deer. But one of the things I learned was um, doing my best not to make noise walking through because like you said it's like walking through um you know a field of doritos you know yeah. what i'm saying oh yeah so so what do you do because it, mm-hmm. it's it's what do you do to minimize your like sound setting up a stand like in yeah the like yeah because all right so i should ask then uh, first all right first question do mm-hmm. you do you guys down there hunt from tree stands or do you spot and stalk like what do you do most um well, I like to spot and stock. I like to get in. I'll have my stand already up 
like I won't bring in a climber and do all that noise at six o'clock. I'll have my stand up, you know, mm -hmm. in a certain spot. I'll usually use a ladder type, or if not a ladder, I'm using like a tethered, and I'm actually just, you know, hanging like a, a suspension type system. But yeah. I I prefer a ladder stand already set up, so I don't have to make any noise other than clipping my bow onto the little, you know, peg putting my backpack up, sitting down, uh, strapping my hunter safety system uh, in, and that's it, you know. And then you're set up before dark, and that's that's a big advantage. Now, I was even doing that on public land because, you know, you might have to chain up your, your, your tree stand because that is a big thing. I mean, I probably had three cameras stolen in public lands this year. This year alone but um, wow. i made the shift and got some private property i got about 40 acres a uh, little more north of where i am now it's still considered the nature coast that we're pretty mm -hmm. proud of calling it the nature coast it's just very you know filled with swamps and just some of the best areas you could possibly imagine for hunting definitely wow that's that's i can only imagine um so with yeah. it being with it being like i said the type of terrain that it is uh okay. what are the tactics you use then to you know to i guess spot okay. and stalk the deer Say okay again? all right i'd like to start with spotting them binos okay. are huge you i all see right. you you keep a pair around your chest always correct yeah for the most part yeah for the most part even even if i'm only seeing 20 yards without binoculars once you take those binos out and are looking through the layers you know what i mean like if you've actually looked like deep through oaks and stuff and you can see way beyond what your eyes can see with binos so in that matter i can put a stock on a deer that could be bedded which actually happened to me last season it was a nice little six point bedded down Right, 200 yards away, read the wind, which is just key. Reading the wind and flanking. Going as far, even if you have to make your a half a mile to a mile loop and get that wind right and get in on him, you can be a lot noisier and get away with more as long as you're playing that wind correctly. Nice. If he doesn't smell you, and especially if he's bedded and you, you check in, you know, on your binos and you're maybe 75 yards getting into that shot and he's still in his bed and he's not doing anything or he's still eating, for say, say he was standing or something, you know, he you can kind of get the signs of when a white tail is going to fuck. It, you know, picks his head right up or turns an awkward way or flicks his tail or something like that or flares the white in his butt out real big but it's it's basically reading the wind and like i said like uh some elk hunters will do will actually chase elk up mountains and cut them off and all that stuff like mm -hmm. that really really comes into play even if you have to make a very long route around to get the animal got it got it so now uh what else do you what else, like I know in the same plane, the wind is great, but what do you do yeah. up for, for scent control? Like, I know you're battling, you're battling ticks. So do you guys wear out there, wear a lot of, um, what do you call it? Um, like scent killer. And yeah, stuff. scent 
well, not necessarily scent killer, but like, um, dang, like bug spray, you know, tick, oh, um, tick spray, um, stuff like that. Yeah, um, I have a, a lotion. It's a, it's a picar, it's like a picaridin, picaridin. It's made by Sawyer. It's a, uh-huh. it's a lotion that you can apply like all around your ear. It's very scent. It's pretty much scent free as it can get. Um, okay. And you're gonna, I mean, some bugs are gonna bite you, but it's not as bad as get, especially once like. I would say once the first couple weeks in September die off, you're not mm-hmm. really dealing with as many bugs as, you know, it seems during summer. But hog hunting for the rest of summer right now is going to just be covered in permethrin, all that, you know. But right. other, than, so just- other than that, I have, for, for noise, um, I have, have you heard of the sneaky feet that they make for archers? They're like a slipper. You can no. take them off, and they won't like you. Won't get punctured or anything if there's anything on the ground. You can you slip off your actual boots because I like wearing some kind of boot all the time, and I'll slip my boots off if I really need to be quiet and put on either just socks or like these sneaky feet that I keep in my back. So, nope, I'm I'm jotting it down right now as we yeah, feet, definitely. as we speak. Sneak sneaky feet, you said. Sneaky feet archery slippers. If you type that in, I promise you'll find. I don't know if that's the exact name, but I know they're 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 like a beige, and they have like a bungee elastic cord that you pull up right at your ankles. And those, especially up in New York, would benefit huge because you guys don't have to worry about snakes that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So another question. Um, in terms of hunting hunting tactics with the terrain being mm-hmm. so so different i'm curious oh. as uh to know what kind of like camo pattern do you use mm-hmm. you know what okay. i'm saying because i because i again i think of florida and i think of palm trees and stuff yep. like that so yep. I, I i don't believe that you're wearing Hawaii, you're hunting in a hawaiian shirt or <laughs> anything like that yeah no. so um well i like like i said before i might have mentioned um ua uh, Under Armour, I've been a little fortunate enough to get involved with some of their UA hunt team, and I wear a lot of the uh, the forest pattern. If you've okay. ever seen the Ridge Reaper forest pattern, it's yeah, got a yeah. lot of greens and um, a lot of nice darker tones that really make you blend in. It's not like that. Uh, I don't like that Sitka type uh, digi camo stuff. It just it doesn't seem to work for me in Florida because it's always changing. Like Every two months, I would say there's a change in scenery majorly because there's either because we do burns down here heavily, so they're burns? burning. Yeah, like control burn. Like, okay. Because it's so dry, so they'll have to do a huge control burn and they'll wipe out a giant section of a forest, and then your whole game's changed. You know, you're dealing with literally ash. Which can be a good thing because then the deer are looking for the new brow and the new vegetation coming up from the burn. <laughs> now, now with those controlled burns, though, how, yep. um, I know that messes up your your hunting tactics or your hunting plants. But um, are you given enough notice when an area oh, yeah. is about to do it so that way you can switch up whatever you're going to do? Yes, yeah, definitely. They uh, they post it, and they try to do it at, like, 2 a.m., get it done by 6 a.m. I mean, I've walked out in public lands only because my private land spot has a gate and all that. They don't do burns in there, of course. But public land, yeah, I've walked out, and I've seen giant uh, piles still burning. I mean, in a controlled matter, they know it's going to go out and all that. But 
Yeah, it changes up, but it can also make the deer very predictable because of how the new vegetation pops up through the ash and the burnt out area. They love that new new browse coming up. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. That's so now a big tip for anyone that sees a burned area and sees new vegetation coming up for a new whitetail hunter, that would be a good spot to hit, especially if it has water around it. All right, that's cool to know. Yep. Um, all right, so what about, um, you know, I talked about the, the heat, you know what I'm saying, the weather. Uh, another thing that I'm familiar with um, in Florida is the, the rain, that kind of the rainy huh? season you guys yeah. have out there. What's yeah. it like? Um, I mean, because I know, I, let me put it this way. I visited Florida, you know, on occasion, and, you know, I could be going for a walk, and then all of a sudden, I'm from... <laughs> you know, clear, sunny skies, yeah. all of a sudden be like torrential rains for like 10, 15 minutes. And then the sun comes out again. How do oh, the yeah. rains, how do the rains play in with uh, your hunts? Um, well, especially planning a day, like I'm actually going out tomorrow and doing some filming with uh, my partner who's with down to the knock outdoors with me as well um, uh -huh. up to our property. And we know it's going to be raining, but you just can't plan around the rain in Florida because, like you said, it can be raining one minute and then sunny the next. We, I basically just, I have a big long bed truck and I'll keep a nice tight bed cover, throw all the gear in the back, you know, and if it rains, just throw any rifles that, you know, need to be tucked away or bows, anything real expensive, put it in the back and you're usually pretty good. But we usually hunt right through the rain. Um, the deer, they, they, they just, they don't like it down here. I, I feel like because of all the, this could just be me. I'm not a biologist by any means. But, <laughs> you know, when it's raining so hard, you'd think the deer, I've seen a lot less deer when it rains because I think it's interacting with the way they're hearing with all the amount of raindrops that hit the leaves so hard. I mean, it almost affects the way I can hear so I almost think that might be something that could come into play. If you're deer hunting in Florida and it's raining, and I wouldn't plan on seeing the most deer because they are going to be petted. Got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. yep. All right. So um, one of the things I've learned about hunting in general is how for some it's a, it's a legacy for them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, it was something that was passed on to them from, yeah. you know, whether it's uncles, uh, aunts, uh, fathers and mothers and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You having grown up in this, um, you now have uh, a one-year-old son, you said? Yes, she's uh, 14 uh, months. Yeah. 14 months. So mm -hmm. how, like, how will you raise him when it comes to hunting? Well, um, as a first meal he had his uh venison meatballs <laughs> for <laughs> his first like protein meal he actually just because of the craziness with covid and everything going on right now uh we're very sure meat supply down here in florida i mean just like everywhere else so i mean five feet to my right i'm looking at my 10 uh 10 cubic foot freezer and i mean i got you know pounds and pounds of ground venison, I got back straps, I got hog loins, I got hog back straps, all that, you know. Oh, you're, he, you're set. 
Oh yeah, I got I got Gator in there from a hunt I did last summer. Yeah, I'm uh eat, eat, and I got the Traeger outside, so we're always eating good because uh, I'm I'm always cooking usually the wild game and whatnot. Always doing that up. I make my own sausages, grind it all in house. Everything's done in house. Process everything. Right. Now I, I like to do it. Nice. Now, um, him being so young, does he get to see you um doing stuff like that or because yeah. like one of the, one of the things I I did see that I thought was a really cool pick on yeah. your Instagram page was mm -hmm. of you and him in um or like uh posted it up on the tree stand yeah 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 that was just uh leaning up against the pine and the hat it was just like the half part of it you know mm -hmm. but uh yeah that was um you know i want to imprint that on him because that that was actually part of the reason why i got the the lamb that i did because thinking of my son's future because they're not growing they're not building any more land land mm -hmm. is something down here that is very very you know, it's it's cherished and it's passed down through family. And I, I luckily got into a very uh, nice little hunting club, only about five or six members. And actually, my partner in this whole down to the knock outdoors thing is um, he has a lease there as well. So we pretty much have the whole 60 acre corner to ourselves. And um, just having that, knowing that my son can always have that after school bring his friends up there, you know, you guys can toss them, like, you know, get some fish in the pond, you know, just start them out young, fishing, but I I plan on having him going down that hunting path if he wants to. Of course, I'm not going to force it on him, but he, he, he should have it in his DNA by now. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. Mm. All right, so now, um, about a couple of times already, you've mentioned a partner, and then you yeah. just threw out the name "Down to the Knock Outdoors." Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell tell me and my listeners more about that. Okay. All right. Um, well, we're in process of, which is a very long process of monetizing with YouTube, so you can actually, you know, get paid for your content once you get everything uploaded. Um, which is very far down the road, and that is not what we started this to do at all either, because um, no one's going to get rich off YouTube overnight. But yeah, we yeah. we like to document our hunts, and we just finally were like, you know, let's let's trademark a name. So we got in contact with the trademarking guy, found out the name was available. So we purchased mm -hmm. the name about a month ago. Um, and now we're just pretty much in the, the midst of YouTube's hands. It's pretty hard now with the COVID and everything because everyone wants to do a YouTube channel. No. So, but, yeah, getting monetized, being able to put ads in your uh, stuff like that. But right now we're just we're really just trying to get our content out and let people know who we are and what we're all about, you know, because we are – Self, both him and I, self-sufficient, live off the land. I mean, I don't think either of us have gone to a grocery store for meat in probably five years. <laughs> Except for chicken, I would say, and eggs. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know what? Let, let's round this up, um, round this uh, interview out a little bit with... Um, I wanted to ask, you mentioned, uh, you know, you're on the UA Hunt team. Um, mm -hmm. Are there... Uh, any other brands that you're working with that you'd like to mention mm -hmm. and uh, what capacity you're working with them? No, nothing at the moment. Uh, there's a ton of brands that I would 
love to work with, obviously, but um, just uh, maybe they'll give me a call in the future. Maybe not. And if not, <laughs> I, I'm not going to, you know, hold my breath over it. But uh, we love using Rage Broadheads, uh, Carbon Express, Victory Arrows all that uh we both i shoot him i shoot a matthews he shoots a hoyt uh i uh, sometimes shoot my old tse we're not a brand you know nut or anything I, I just love under armor and i've always loved their their clothes so you know they uh i've been with them for a little bit so nice nice yeah all right um so what do you call it? I usually like one of the, the final two questions I like to ask, mm -hmm. uh, usually during an interview, um, is in terms of newer hunters, um, but you know what, let's get, let's get more specific. Newer hunters down in Florida. All right. Yeah. Or if I, if I was new to hunting and wanted to come down to Florida, what yeah. piece of advice could you offer? Uh, you know, one solid thing that a new hunter should know about hunting Florida. Okay. Um, like say he has all his, cards in a row ready to go out in the woods type thing or yeah 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 just you know anything yep um i would say find water especially this time of year right before the rains start really heavy finding okay. water is key um finding where the oaks are is usually in the oaks and the pines is where our deer are that's mainly where the deer are at and where you can find the palmettos and the really swampy areas, you're going to find your nice big, you know, four thousand there, along with some nice big swamp as well. You never know when you come out here. Like you mentioned earlier, uh, bobcat, coyote, uh, everything. We we do that all the time too. We'll hunt. I'll I'll post the video later because I have a an ATN digital night vision scope, and I'll mm. actually it actually catches the video of the the shot. Um, so I'll try to get a video up of the coyotes that we shot at a couple of It's actually a really cool video. Um, they get recorded right off the scope itself in uh, 1080p IR. So, yeah, we do we do a little bit of mixed bag down here. I mean, especially when it's no off-season, like you said, bobcat, coyotes, uh, you know, hogs, all that. Yep. All right, cool. So you know what? Uh, last last thing, let me and my listeners know where we could find you. You might, you and your partner on social media. You know, hit us with your Facebook, your YouTube, Instagram, everything. Well, YouTube is currently not up, but uh, Instagram is just down to the knock outdoors under slash outdoors in between, and knock is just N O C K. Letter two, number two, I should say, down to the knock. Got and it, brother. It's going to be expanding from there. We're just uh, trying to get some Facebook time, you know, just mainly trying to get some content out there, videos, and going over that, editing videos with the young one around has been a little tough. So, but, yeah, got everything in motion. Um, should be having a link to my uh, YouTube site as soon as they get back to me. Like I said, monetization and all that is, a, you know, the the long long road but we're uh we're in progress with everything and merchandise as well shirts and hats will be on our website soon just got to do all that as well <laughs> <laughs> i hear you brother i hear you we are just well, getting started and we will definitely be out there and definitely be known in florida for sure nice nice good mm -hmm. to hear good to hear 
All right, yo, thank you, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out, you know, to, to you know, chop it up with me because I know what it's like. I, I've got three kids myself, so I know what it's like. Um, yeah. And you're, you're just starting out, so I, I remember yeah. those days. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. thank you again. I mean, bro. any help you can give, man, I mean, just, you know, direct people to the channel. I know uh, you've been on kind of dabbling in the Instagram a little longer than I have, so whatever you can direct, that'd be great. Nah, definitely, definitely. I have no problem doing that, brother. Awesome. All right. So, man, stay blessed. Yeah, you too. Stay safe up there. Will do. All right, y'all. Really want to thank Kevin for taking the time out to, uh, you know, chop it up with me and tell me about his, his experiences, you know, hunting in Florida. Uh, might be on my bucket list of things to do now that I've learned a little something about it. All right, so don't forget you guys can find Kevin and his partner on Instagram down to the knock underscore outdoors, and that's down the number two the knock n o c k underscore outdoors uh, on Instagram, and it's the same with their YouTube page. Um, they've got a new YouTube page putting out some content there, and the same name down number two the knock underscore outdoors go ahead and check them out all right hope you guys enjoyed this episode of when the hunt calls and look forward to y'all joining us again man y'all have a blessed one